Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to brelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. And we are back with the next episode of For Your Distraction. I am one of your hosts. My name is Adam. Sitting across from me, as always. You know what? Introduce yourself, sir. You do it. You do it. Always do it best. Who me? Yes, you. Okay. Hey, I'm Scott. Scotty. We're back. We're back, Adam. Yes, we're back. We're back with another great episode. You know, I've said this before, but this time I mean it. We've had some good ones. We have had some good ones, but this one right here, this one is going to be a dandy. So, Would you say it might be our best episode it, ever? You know, I hate to judge, but yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's safe to say that this one right here, those of you listening right now, congratulations, you picked a winner. Boy, there's going to be a lot of people that unsubscribe after this episode oh, if this it's not is good. The, this is it right here. We knocked this one out of the park. Well, let's start it as we always do with the beer of the show. The beer of the show today comes once again from our great friends at the Stone Church Pizza House and Brew Pub in Hermitage, Pennsylvania. We are drinking the Crimson Cloak. It is a English red ale, Adam. It is the ABV is 7.2. I've had this before. I've, I've had this beer at the brewery, so I'm quite a fan. I, I want to know what you think about it. Why don't you go first? You know, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It doesn't. It doesn't have like the wow factor. I like to say, but it's still a good beer. Like I, I kind of like it. Um, it's a little bit light in the lighter side. I would say not color wise, but taste wise, I would say it's a little bit on the lighter side. Um, hop level, I guess you would say, is not very high. Um, but it still doesn't take anything away from it. I still think it's a pretty good beer. I would give it a recommend. I recommend this beer. It's not fantastic, but I would recommend it. He recommends it, ladies and gents. Well, to look at the beer, it is, it's got a caramel color. Um, looks almost I, like an iced tea color, almost. Okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> it, it, I do taste the hoppy flavor, and it's, it's almost got more of earthy hops to it, but it's kind of the bitterness is drowned out by the, a sweet flavor too. Yes. See, so, so you're not a huge on the bitter flavor that you get from some of the hops, but I think that they infuse the sweetness with whether it's the, you know the sugar, how the sugar fermented in it. I think it gives it more of a sweet tone that you typically like, Adam. So. I, I I do like this. I this is the hop level that I enjoy. I do. This definitely has a great combination of things for somebody like me so this is a very good one i'm very excited about this i'm going to give it a 4.75 not quite a five because you give me shit for throwing out fives like candy five being a perfect score for me but this is pretty darn close so i'm going to give it a 4.75 i highly Highly recommend this beer. So if you're ever in the Hermitage, Pennsylvania area in Mercer County, the Shenango Valley, head on over to the Stone Church Pizza House and Brew Pub. Order yourself the Crimson Cloak or any one of their other fantastic beers and tell them for your distraction sent you. You won't get a discount, but you get a thumbs up, maybe. Or they'll <laughs> be like, who the fuck is that? Like, yeah, I mean, like, who are they? I'm so, who, for your what? For your what? So 
One of the greatest things happened this week, Scott. The greatest things of all One time? One of the greatest things to happen in our lifetime so far. The first Infinity War trailer dropped. Oh, it did. It, it did. did. I Listen, let me tell you a story. I was having a really bad day that day, and I was, just, I was at class. I didn't want to be in class. I didn't want to be at work. I was on break. I opened up my tablet. I go on YouTube, and I'm like, let's see what's going on here. And I saw it an hour prior, the Infinity War trailer was uploaded, and I looked, and I was like, oh, my God, day is all of a sudden better. And I watched it. And there was just a smile on my face. I watched it, I think, three times back to back to back when I first saw that it was out. I think I've watched it maybe a grand total of 11 times since it's been released. When I first watched it, I got a rock-hard dick from it. So, man, it's great. This movie from this trailer, I don't think it really spoiled anything so far. Anything we didn't already know, at least. Um, if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, you might have gotten a little bit of a spoiler for. Well, I haven't seen Thor there. Ragnarok yet. We're not going to go into what we think okay. the spoiler might may or may not be, but there's there's mentions of Black Panther in this movie, and the Black Panther movie isn't even out yet. So there's certain weird choices they made. So hey, you know Black Panther makes it. Yeah, so I'm not going to die. But I think this, from what it looks like in this trailer, it looks like. This is meant to be just an epic sized movie, and it's and it doesn't look like it's going to be one of those comedic Marvel movies they make. They make because it looks like shit goes down, like shit is going to go down and people are going to die. So before we go any further, Adam, um, I mean it's just a trailer we're discussing, so we can't give away too many spoilers that people don't already know about. But if you're listening to this program. Do yourself a favor, and in fact, do everybody a favor, and pause this episode, go to YouTube or whatever video service you use, and watch the fuck out of the Avengers Infinity War trailer. Then come back to here and press play, and and you'll you'll have an idea of what we're talking about because we're gonna dissect. Oh, this we're, trailer. We're gonna I, I go imagine. I imagine at least half this show, if not maybe a little more, is going to be us talking about this trailer. I mean, and what, what, we, a, and what a, we love about a two and a half minute trailer, and we're going to talk about it for a good forty five minutes. It's 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 that good. Yeah. Like if you're if you're one of those people, if you're somebody like me who's really who's become really worried about watching trailers because of spoilers. For example, the for the Superman or Batman v Superman. Uh, trailer that spoiled a lot. Terminator uh, Genesis, Thor Ragnarok, that spoiled. That trailer spoiled a big thing in the movie, in my opinion. Um, don't worry about that. The only, like I said, the only minor spoiler might be for something that happens in Thor Ragnarok, but let's. It's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. As I said in in the opening, I have not yet seen Thor Ragnarok. It is on my list. Uh, it's a great it's, movie. It, 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 I want to see it. I'm going to get it. As, I'm going to rent it as soon as it comes out on vi- my family video. Represent fam vid. Um, but I have not seen it yet, and there's one thing that it kind of does give away in the trailer, but it's something that I'm familiar with in the comics that I already knew was going to happen. So it's not a huge surprise to me. So Yeah. So it's, it's not a big deal. It's a great trailer. Go watch it, and then let's come back to our dissecting. Welcome back. As I said before, yeah. this trailer, it shows that shit goes down 
in this movie. Like it's it's doesn't look like it's going to be. It might have some comedic elements, but it doesn't look like it's going to be one of those Guardians of the Galaxy style. Uh, Marvel movies where it's like, yeah, they're doing a battle, but you know, there's a lot of quippy jokes and everything right. like that. It looks like, it looks almost like they're going DC wise, not in a bad way, with the dark side. Like they're going with like the dark side of the universe. Like it is, this is the Infinity War. This is shit the is going down. This is what everything has really been building up to for years now. Especially in like the after credits of some of these Avenger films and <coughs> Thor and Iron Man, and you're seeing you're seeing Thanos, the Mad Titan, and you're, you're see he's talked about in Guardians of the Galaxy in in depth, and you see him. But what about him? He hasn't <coughs> been the main antagonist in any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe yet. Now we see him, and in this is trailer, he gonna live up to the hype? Because they've been hyping him. In this trailer, I really do love the choices they made when they showed Thanos in this trailer. Because when they showed Thanos, like the first time they showed him was when he walked out of this portal that appears, and you don't see a lot of emotion on his face, but you see like what you basically what you don't see is almost the same thing as what you do see because he has like almost a blank stare on his face when he's looking around. Almost like he should like raise one eyebrow like the rock and be like, what the fuck is going on here? What who do these people think they are? Like he had such like just the the non look on his face was like he almost didn't care about what was going on here. Like nothing the Avengers could throw at him would have meant anything to him. It did not matter. When he steps out of that portal, is he on Earth? Or is I he on another he is. planet? I believe he is. I- I'm thinking. I'm thinking that this battle is going to wage on Earth, because you see in the one scene with Peter Parker on the school bus, you see like what I think looks like a portal to another dimension of some sort appear above New York City. It's like a mechanical, basically a, ba- a mechanical ring is what right. it is. You see that, and I don't know if that's the same portal that Thanos is going to be. Exiting from, entering from, I guess. Obviously, there's something to do with it. But so it could be a weapon for all we know. I'm thinking that this battle does take place on Earth. And if that's the case, then the Earth is going to get fucked up. Well, we see because we saw Doctor Strange make an appearance in the right. trailer, which I'm really happy about. And we see Doctor Strange with Tony Stark. They are together in the Sanctum Sanctorum. And along with the Incredible Hulk, Bruce Banner... Uh, is there with them. And when they you step outside and you see Doctor Strange and his Asian partner, which I love that man so much. He's I'm so happy he's in the movies. It's, it's his Kato. Yeah, yeah, he's he's such a good comic relief. I don't know how much that's gonna play, like I said in this one, but he's such a good character. I'm so happy he's in it. But they're standing in the middle of the street and they're just surrounded by rubble and just just it looks like pieces of broken off buildings and shit's been tossed around and Tony's just sitting there like not even in his Iron Man suit. It looks almost like it's early on in the movie and he's like, what the hell is going on? Well, we do know Disney has released that this is going to be at least a two-part yes. film and more than likely a three-hour film. And to be honest with you, I know we make when we say things like that we're always like oh my god why does that have to be that long like we i said that about justice league when i heard about that i was like it does not need to be that long this movie needs to be that long i'm you sorry it does every superhero think about it up until now besides the avengers the in the avengers is the exception of the rule but we've had iron man films where he is the the main character thor he's the main character captain america he's the main character this is fucking everybody like 
everyone we've been introduced to so far. How can like you're gonna pay all these actors? Like Paul motherfucking Rudd is going to be Ant Man in this film. He has to have screen time. Is he Tom going to is, he, is Peter Parker? Is is Paul Rudd Spider-Man. is Ant Man going to be in this one? Because yeah. I I know. They're, the Ant-Man and the Wasp is supposed to be... I've heard rumors about that movie that's confirmed to be happening. It is, yes. Um, I didn't know if maybe he would make an appearance in a later movie or whatever. Maybe I don't know if maybe he was in his movie and he, it was happening at the same time as he Infinity War. He's the only Avenger, if you will, that we did not see in the trailer. We did not see Ant-Man. But he could have been there because he's a fucking... Little dot, little yeah, guy. So he he could have been like, for all we know, on on Cap's shoulder or something running. I, I don't know. Let's name off all the all the people who saw the trailer. Okay, we got Iron Man, we've got Doctor Strange, we've got Spider Man, we've got Cap America, Black Panther, Black Widow, we've got um, Bucky. We got Bucky. He's in Ninja there. Incredible, Soldier, yes. Incredible Hulk. I'm at eight right now. We've got we got I War Machine. We saw War Machine. We did see. We War saw Machine. War Machine. We saw um um um, um Hawkeye was ha- there. Hawkeye. Did we see Hawkeye? Hawkeye was there. I yes. didn't see Hawkeye. I did not see him. Uh, um, we all saw, the members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. We saw them. We saw Thor. We saw... Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, who's the Hawk guy? Not Hawk, Not Hawkeye, but the dude that has the robot wings. Falcon? Falcon. Yeah, Falcon. Couldn't remember his name. Falcon. He's in there. Like, everybody is in this movie. Like, holy shit. Yeah. And... We don't we don't see Ant Man, but Paul Rudd is listed in the credits. That's good. That's good. So, eh. what I like about this movie is they're not afraid to change their characters and their looks. Like for example, Black Widow now is sporting short blonde hair because Scarlett Johansson is now a blonde, and you know Scarlett Johansson, so she's not going to dye her hair back to red for any movie. So what you know whatever. So she's now a short blonde hair. Cap has a Beard, Captain America with a grizzly beard. And he was wearing all black. He wasn't wearing the stars and stripes. Yeah, he was in solid black. Dude, he's look. Prison changes you, man. Yeah. He's got, he's he's gonna get tattoos like I teardrop tattoos, dude, man. Dude, dude. Te- prison changes a man. We're we're bandaid under your eye, free cap. <laughs> but uh, we, get uh, get we, this man a shield. We see yeah, we see Vision, and he's not the you know the purple. Looking, he looked like a human being. Yeah, he. Well, I mean, like Vision's basically almost a god, sort of. I guess you would say. Well, the, the like, Infinity Stone. Wh- which yeah. one does he have? Uh, it's Mind Stone. It's the Mind Stone. No, the Mind Stone's a blue one. It's the one because Loki would okay. Loki use in the first Avengers to You're control right. people's mind. I, uh, His is wisdom. Okay, I think it is something. It's something like that. It's not like a power stone. It's like a wisdom stone or something. It's something along those lines. But. And the if you Mind Stone's the Tesseract. <laughs> yes, that's, right? okay. that's a Tesseract. Uh, and if you didn't know this, uh, push pause, I guess you could say, or you know, listen, whatever. No, fuck that. Vision, it's... Vision's gonna die. Vision's like the one Avenger we knew from the beginning that is going to die. I knew back in Avengers 2, he's going to die. You see a scene in this movie where it looks like the staff that Loki had in the first Avengers movie is being slammed into Vision's forehead and at, it, the cri- at the crystal. Is it Loki doing that? Or I don't, is it... You, you don't see who does it. Okay, you, you, you can only see like their legs. And it, I guess it could be Loki because it looks like it's Loki's staff. So at first I thought it was Loki doing that. But then I thought more about it. I'm like, well, Loki got his staff 
from Thanos. Yeah. So Thanos probably has umpteen of those staffs. He probably gave one to one of his children yeah. who's doing the same thing. But what they're tip, what they're doing with the staff is prying the Infinity Stone off of Vision's, Vision's forehead, forehead. Which is how he stays alive. That's how he is basically, Vision. Basically, he'll, he'll turn back into Jarvis, I guess. Or he'll just die. He'll well, just he'll just be a robot husk at that point, I think, because like he's he's the a physical form. Yeah, like the physical be, form. But like it's not like he's gonna re-download his mind back into like Tony Stark's mainframe. He's gonna be as far look, I'm I'm sorry. This is the one series of movies where you have to kill off some characters. You have to kill off some characters to make it to make it seem like there's actually um something you're fighting against to make it seem like there's actual competition and actual rival and nemesis is coming but, at you because here's the thing if everybody survives then what was the point of the infinity war and they've done that they've done that we've seen them in the other avengers movies kill off quicksilver yeah we've he, seen that, them you can't but you can't count that really because it, he was killed in the movie he was introduced so you can't really count that we and i guess you can't really count this either but you saw Agent Coulson, who was a fan favorite, get killed. Now, I know there was some stupid plot hole how they brought him back in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on yeah. TV, but they never fucking talk about it on the, the movies side of the thing. But they but- killed off characters that you don't want to see dead, but the movies can continue easily without them oh, being yeah. alive. Quicksilver I'm and talking- Agent Coulson were not necessary characters. Yeah. We like them, but... <laughs> like, Disney has said after the Infinity War movies, once that is all done, they are still going to do more Marvel movies with like Spider-Man and things like that. We might need to see fan favorites die. Iron Tony Stark might have to die because it is an emotional impact in this movie or Captain America might have to die or somebody on that level is going to have to die. Like heroes are this is the Infinity War. Heroes are going to have to die. Like, to make it seem like there's an actual problem, to make it seem like there's an actual conflict. On that note, part of the trailer, we see Tony Stark, not Iron Man. We see Tony Stark, and it's real brief, because again, it's the trailer. It looks like he's holding someone, a boss, someone dying. Not sure who. I guess, I didn't think about this tonight, it could be Vision. Because Tony Stark has a relationship with Vision. Yeah. He was Jarvis before, so it could be him. When the scene, like, there's or, epic... Or, or there's two more I thought it could be. We see Tony Stark has taken Peter Parker under his wing as, like, a protege. So it could be Spider-Man, because you see Spider-Man getting hammered. But he's not going to die. There's, we I mean, know Spider-Man's, like, the one safe character in this movie. There's no way they're going to kill Disney Spider-Man. Disney just paid a lot of money for the rights yeah. to Spider-Man. We've got one Spider-Man movie under yeah. our belt. I don't think so either, but it could. What about something- He could be damaged. He could be, like, seriously hurt and damaged, almost to the point where he thinks he's dead. What about this? A dead Peter Parker with a ripped-off Spider-Man is laying there, and one of the dead children of Thanos is murdered next to him with some crazy alien from somewhere and his black blood oozes out of his body and seeps onto Peter Parker and it goes into his eyes and gets the cloudy X-Files eyes going on and you've got Venom. What it That <laughs> would be interesting but they've already confirmed they're doing a Venom movie without Spider-Man in the movie. It's already been confirmed that that's going to happen. Just throwing the idea. I know. It's, it, that would be a great. That would be an interesting idea. I think. Like that would be an extremely interesting way to take it because then you could have 
you can have almost like a Spider-Man movie in between the Infinity War movies where they're trying to get Peter Parker back so he can help them with fight the, with the fight with Thanos and mm-hmm. everything like that. Like that would be a very interesting thing. Here's here's an idea. Here's an idea. I don't think it's going to be this. Here's an idea though. What if he's holding Captain America's body? Reason at the end of Civil War they had a falling out. They did. They had they a did. falling out. Yes. They were brothers. They loved each other and they had a falling out to the point where Tony helped put Cap in prison. What if it's like a brotherly thing where it's like he's never holding to... Captain's bodies like I like I never got to apologize for what I did. In the trailer we don't see he's, them Tony's fighting. crying. Like yes. you could see Tony Stark like Robert Downey Jr. that you could see the background it looks like there's shit on fire. There's nothing but destruction and rubble and he's just sitting there and he you could tell like he hears something because he does like a slow turnaround but you could see he's got tears coming down his eyes. Like he's it, he's emotional. Something has happened. Like we know it. Um, it it could be that it could be like a you never got you never got a chance to say you know I bury the hatchet. But in the trailer, we never see them fighting side by side. Yeah. You see Iron Man fighting in what looks what I think appears to be New York City, and you see Captain America fighting and looks like uh, Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah. Well, remember this part of the trailer? Iron Man he pulls out the Hulkbuster cost. Uh, suit. He pulls out the Hulkbuster, and it looks like when he's in the Hulkbuster, he's at Wakanda. How he's do you in a know jungle. he's in it? How you know it's not remotely controlled? I guess, but I I would be disappointed if he wasn't in it. I guess he's got to be two places at one time. Apparently, the Thanos is about <laughs> fighting on two fronts. We see this. Yeah, because you see they have a they have an Infinity Stone in Wakanda. Yes, there is an Infinity Stone in Wakanda. Thanos has. We see in the trailer he has at least two Infinity Stones. Loki gives him the Tesseract. The blue Infinity Stone, and he has the purple one that he gets from space. He has a purple one that he gets. Um, so that was the one that the the uh, the collector had. Collector, the he collector. has the collectors. Yes. So we know Vision has one. Yes. We and know he's Doctor get that Strange one. has one. Yes. He's got the green. The one. Time Stone. Yeah, the Time Stone. Um. There's one. Then then that and means then Black Panther has one in yes. Wakanda. There there's also the red one. Remember the red one from Thor two. Right, who has I, that? I don't know. Is that the one they took to Asgard? That might So Thor be, might have it. He might. He might. I don't know. Okay, I can't. I remember. know there's that. There's at least six. I think there's one for each finger, and then one. No, they and, took the Tesseract to Asgard. That's how Loki has it. There is a red one. I don't know where the fuck it is. Okay, though. well, we'll find out in the film. Here's my other thought of who this could be, <coughs> and, and I think you might like this. It could be Tony Stark holding the dead body. Of Pepper Potts. I was just thinking, the second you said that, because I was just thinking that. We all know Gwyneth has to concentrate on her, her website. Her, her goop, goop website. Her goop she's, website. She's all in for that. Her contract she made an, with Disney is expiring. She made an appearance in uh, uh, Spider-Man at the end of the movie, briefly in one scene. Mm-hmm. Wasn't looking too hot. Like she, was, she looked like she had some skin treatment done or she had some plastic surgery Dude, done. Dude, not or, Gwyneth. You totally no, would. She, I didn't say I wouldn't. I didn't say I wouldn't. But what I'm saying is she didn't look like she did in the previous movie. She looked like she was... She either, or she had like a really bad tan. You're saying Tony could do better? Is what you're saying? I absolutely... We've seen Tony do better. But I'm just <laughs> saying I would... I, I'm, I wouldn't... I'm not knocking it. I'd take a stab. I'm just saying... I'm just saying... We So it looks like she's not really committed to the movies. and well, just like what happened with Natalie Portman... In Thor, they just How? she got rode off. She didn't even make an appearance. She got rode off. Yeah, and that was kind. Of, and Age of Ultron, there was that whole weird plot hole scene where 
Tony Stark and Thor are arguing back and forth about which girlfriend's better, but none of them took the time to, you know, be there with their... the party. Right. Well, from what I understood, Natalie Portman got butthurt because of, um, what was the Thor 2, uh... Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> electric Boogaloo. No. <laughs> might as well have been Electric Boogaloo. Uh, dar- darkness? Something yeah, Darkness? Yeah. Some, it was a bad Thor, movie. Thor, Shadows of Darkness. It, it was, was a piece of shit. It was literally might be the worst movie Marvel's done. I think honestly. so. I think so. I didn't like it at all. It was originally they had a female director who was directing um, Dark World. That's what it's called. There it is. They was, she was directing Dark World and it wasn't going well. So Disney terminated her contract and brought in a different director to finish the film, a, a male. And this is why Natalie Portman got butthurt, because she is a huge, amazing feminist. She had become friends with the director of Dark World, and she's leading the charge where there aren't enough women directors directing big blockbuster hits. And thing is, Which is true. Which is true. It's true. Thing is, though, it's business. If... If, if things aren't going well in the movie you're paying for, regardless whether it's a woman or a guy, if things aren't not going well, you're going to get replaced. Well, we saw Thor Dark World, and I don't see how she could have done any worse than what we got. She, who knows how, but who knows how far she was in the movie before they replaced him? Before they replaced her with another director? Because That's on the new if, director. Complete... Uh, it's it's all it is all in the new director, but like I'm not saying like obviously the new director is blamed for that too. But I'm just saying like we can't say that you know well they obviously the new director didn't do a good job because look at the end result. We don't know how far she was in the movie before the new director came. I mean, there is a time limit that you have to get these movies done. Disney also fired the original director of the Han Solo film and brought in Ron yeah, Howard. Yeah, that's that's that was a that was they a, were making yeah. it a comedy. And Disney didn't want that, so they brought Ron Howard in. Who Ron Howard's in the cast? He's a scruffy-looking nerfer. He's got to have some, you know. Oh, some comedy. Some comedy's fine, but apparently, from what I understood, it was a comedy, and I don't want that as a Star Wars film. But would you argue that some of the Marvel movies are comedies, like Guardians of the Galaxy? Would you argue that's a comedy? There are some serious scenes that happen to Guardians it. Guardians you... of the Galaxy was probably the most comedic related of the films i hear thor ragnarok had a lot of comedy yeah it but, did it, okay. I, I had a good laugh okay throughout so, that movie so um, that was that was great jeff goldblum fucking gold you can't go wrong gold bring, you can't go wrong bringing ron howard he's an academy award-winning person but uh what what other ones um oh Zack snyder justice league he got let go didn't he <coughs> yeah he brought somebody else in to do justice league i think so yeah so just Which, I mean, we're not going to go on a tangent on that, but I heard Ben Affleck doesn't want to even do anymore. I heard he doesn't want to do the, the standalone Batman movie they're trying I to heard do. heard that, too. Like, I, like, originally he was supposed to write, direct, and star in it. Then he said, I'm not writing it. And then he said, well, I'm not directing in it either. And then now he's like, I don't want to fucking be in the movie after what these people are doing. So, yeah. Well, that's a that's a whole other kettle of fish we'll get into it in another podcast. Yeah. But, uh so we don't know who it is Tony Stark is holding. It could be Vision. I like that theory that you just gave me right now, especially since in the trailer we saw a little romance going on with Vision and Scarlet Witch. We yeah, we the- knew that was going to happen. Scarlet Witch, and you know what? That Olsen, she's good looking. She's a good looking girl. Mm-hmm. She's she's very good looking. I'm I'm a fan of that Olsen. That Olsen. She's she's the third. That Olsen. She's the she's the lost Olsen. She's the third <laughs> one that nobody knew about till now. So. You know what? She's quickly rising in the rankings. I'd, I'd rank her one. I'd rank her one in the Olsen Twins power rankings. She's, she's in the Marvel movies as an Avenger. The Olsen so. sisters power rankings. Number one, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Hands down, Godzilla, number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So no, you, she's great. You, you see her getting so that, that's going to tug at the heartstrings, you know. Vision, yeah. you know, they're they're having a. They always had a thing. They always had like a little bit of a chemistry between them because Vision, like you could you could tell in the in the Civil War, Vision cared about her a lot and did not want her to leave. He went about obviously the whole wrong. The entire wrong way, but you know she did in Civil War. Scarlet uh, Witch did kind of throw her powers around and blew up a man, so that was a whole thing. So you know Vision was trying to care about her, um, but I think yeah, that's going to be an interesting storyline there. Um, one thing I think is very interesting as well: we see Thanos's forces. We see there's going to be an epic battle that takes place we, uh, at Wakanda in the jungle. We see these four-armed alien creatures that Captain America and Black Panther are just fighting off. And it looks like it's going to be an epic fight. Like, I cannot wait just for that scene. Because we at the very end of the trailer, you see a slow-motion scene of Black Panther... Captain America, uh, Black Widow, War Machine just fucking cruising in Falcon, from the side, yep. Falcon coming in from the other side, and fucking Incredible Hulk just sprinting along with an entire army of Wakanda warriors at their backside mm-hmm. just charging forward. Like, it looks like it's going to be an epic scene because you see a scene where there's like the classic uh, scene where the soldiers run out of the woods so you can see how many soldiers they are. You see the alien forces running out of the jungle into the open field for this battle. And there's immense amounts of these soldiers. Like, Thanos brought an army. He wasn't messing around. He, he, brought, he brought his forces to, to Earth. Like, everybody's there. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, it's going to be, it's going to be epic. It's going to be a war film, hence being called the Infinity War. It's going to be... It's going to be a lot of action. I'm yeah. I'm really surprised they showed as much of Black Panther in this trailer before the Black Panther movies even come out. Right. The Black Panther movie isn't out until February, and they showed Wakanda. They showed the Black Panther. They showed all the shit going on. So it's like, I mean, I knew he wasn't going to die in his own first movie, but it's like, still, like, who knows what happens? There's the there's the one warriorist, the the female warrior that is at his side almost at all times in the trailer. Like, she's in there. Like, we get interested in her. She looks like she's going to be a badass. So. We, and the reason for this is, <clears throat> Thanos' goal is to get all the Infinity Stones. There are five, six? There's five or six. I think... I can't remember. I know there's one for each finger, but I can't there's remember. There's one in the middle, too. Yeah, I, okay, then I don't. I can't remember if the thumb had one or not. The thumb might have had one, too. So there's five or six. I cannot remember. So we know at least three of them are on Earth. Maybe more. I think they're all on Earth at this point. Well, no, wait. No, yeah, you're right. Thor, Thor might have one, so. Well, okay, yeah. here's the thing. This 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 is this comes into the spoiler territory for Thor Ragnarok. I'm not going to mention anything about the movie, but I'm just going to talk about the trailer. We see Loki handing over the Tesseract, as right. we mentioned before, and obviously he's handing it over to Thanos to save him. We don't see who he's handing it to. But let's be honest, he has it in the trailer. He's got the, the stone in the trailer. We could see it as he puts the stone into his gauntlet. Like, he has it. Was he putting the blue? I think it was a blue one. He had the purple the one. Stone? The purple one was already in there, and he was putting the blue one in there. So we, we already know he has it. Um, but he's stepping over bodies, and... These are the bodies of Asgardians that he is stepping over. And it's it gets into that whole spoiler territory. I don't know what's going on. I don't know 
like where they're attacked because we we see at the end of the trailer Thor meets up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians of the Galaxy are in space. So well, it begs okay. the question, like, is Thor attacked before Thanos reaches Earth? Does he go to Earth and then go back to space? Like, it, 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 it begs those certain questions about what is going on. Like, there's so many questions. Like, is Loki going to rejoin with Thanos just to save his own skin? Who knows? Isn't there an Infinity Stone on the one planet from Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> that was the purple one. Isn't it there? Thanos has the purple one. How did he get it? The purple one, um, I don't know. I can't remember how he What's got it. What's the planet called where the battle happened in Guardians of the Galaxy? I can't remember. It's very forgettable. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember. John C. Riley was in charge of security. I know. They were doomed from the beginning. I know what you're talking about. That's the purple one because I remember whenever Quill grabs the Infinity Stone in his hand and holds it in his hand, it's basically a blue-purple fire that's surrounding them. So it's, it's the purple stone that they have. So Thanos has that stone. We see it in the trailer. So, so how he gets that? I hope maybe they'll tackle that in the film. He's got a lot of stones to get. He's got he's got work to do. Yeah, he's got like more than half of them at this point. We see him get, him get in the in the trailer. So I mean, in the trailer, we see him holding the Infinity Gauntlet with two. Yes, and we and imagine then, he's going to accumulate more throughout the picture. We, we see Vision getting attacked. Like I said, we don't know how that scene ends. For all we know, somebody could blast that. Uh, Tony Stark and Iron Man, who so could use his fucking palm uh, ray to blast whoever's uh, getting the prying the stone off Vision off his forehead. We don't know. Like we could, we don't know how that scene ends. But I would hazard a guess that he will get the third stone. So what? What do you think about Spider Man's new costume? It was like an Iron Man. That's Spider-Man hybrid. That's what I was thinking too, because I've heard this criticism before, but uh, from a few other people, I did watch. I watched. Uh, I like to watch. Sometimes there's this one YouTuber I like who will do reaction videos to trailers, and he'll break down the trailer as you're watching it. He'll watch it first, and go back through and like break it down, and talk. It. It's really entertaining. Um, but he brought this up, and I I agree with him. It seems like it's very much an Iron Man cost or uh, suit to the point where it's like, are we just having two Iron Men now? Like, it's not really, like, I can understand having, like, a Tony make him a suit. Like, I love the suit from the Spider-Man movie. I can't remember. Did you see the Homecoming yet? Yeah, yeah. I saw okay. Homecoming. I love that suit. This is, like, the beefed-up version of that suit. It's, like, plate armor that he's using. I don't know how much I like that. I guess I understand it because you're fighting this god, but, like... But he's got super spider strength. He's got super he spider... He really need armor. Yeah, like, it, 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 it kind of takes away from it a little bit, like... It's it's basically like okay now do we have two Iron Man in this so we got Spider Iron well, Man and then we've got we Iron Man War Machine because Colonel Rhodes is just a guy but that's fine but like War Machine was part of the Marvel storyline he was part of the Marvel comics right. like Spider Man doesn't really have like at, at least as a teenager still in high school he doesn't have this souped up like metal suit and everything like that I've seen images of him like later in his life whenever he has like better suits and everything but I just I don't know how I feel about that. I think it would almost hamper Spider-Man because he has to be flexible. Like he relies on a lot of physical strength, but he relies a lot on agility. So I don't. I didn't know how you felt about it. I don't know if I like it. So uh, we just saw such a small sampling size in the trailer that it didn't really bother me. I did notice the suit, and I thought, "Oh, that's different." Um, 
I mean, it looks. I have no opinion. It looks badass, but it's like almost having two Iron Man in the series. Uh, yeah, I have no opinion. So here's a question for you. So say the Thanos attacks in real life tomorrow, and all hell's breaking loose, and you're there, you're vulnerable, and one Avenger, one and only one Avenger, can be by your side, being your I guess bodyguard, helping you survive. Who would you pick? Who would be the one Avenger? That's interesting. That's an interesting question. Um, think about that for a second. It's a, it's a tough question. I'll break down. I know for a fact I wouldn't have Spider Man. You wouldn't? I would not. Only because we've seen what happened in Homecoming. He's very hot headed because he's at a young age. So I don't think he would be the greatest strategist to get me out of a particular situation. So I don't think I would have Spider-Man. I could see Tony Stark. Absolutely. Um, Tony Stark and Captain America are obvious choices. So I don't want to, I don't want to pick them. I want to go for an unobvious one. Um, it's interesting. Do you have a pick? Pardon me. wanted to say the Hulk. Cause I feel like he's the strongest and he would, but, but is he, again, he goes back to the hot-headedness. Would he be under control enough to protect me? You know, He would definitely do some damage. I think Hulk is the strongest of the superheroes. Maybe I, I'd say, hey, you know, it... If, you, you, if, haven't, if, you haven't seen, seen Thor Ragnarok, so I can't make the comment that I want to make. So here's I, what else... Because I have an interesting thought about what you just said, but I can't say it because it'll spoil something, so... Maybe Natasha Romanoff, just because, hey... Look, if, it, if shit's going to look, hell, it's the end of the world, baby. <laughs> baby, it's the end of the world. Like, <laughs> you and we got me, guy and a girl. <laughs> come on, like, it's it, it's the end of the world. Just, like, come on, just throwing it out there. Just hey, um, that's interesting. Honestly, like, if I had to pick one, I I I'd have to go with like Captain America. Captain America's I have good to choice. go with Captain America. It's, it's, you know once again, it's the loyal. obvious choice. He's loyal. He's a good strategist. He's like basically the and leader he's a super soldier, of the Avengers. So that like, doesn't hurt. Like we saw it in a, we saw it in Avengers One. He was one directing everybody to do what they're doing. Like you, I like Tony. Can you take out like those? Like you know, you two, you know, go do this. And he told Hulk, go go smash, blah blah blah. He was the one directing the fight. Like he was one in the beginning of Avengers Two. He was basically directing the fight. At the beginning of that In movie. the Avengers comics, he's the leader of the Avengers. Yeah. You don't see that as much in the films. If anything, I'd say maybe Nick Fury or Tony Stark would be the leaders. But everybody kind of does their own fucking thing anyway. Tony Stark so. is a close second. He's a very close second. He's like... I mean, I guess that's the reason why, like in the Avengers comic, in the Avengers comic book, when Civil War happened, it was Tony Stark versus... Uh, Captain America. Steve Rogers. Yeah. Like, it was those two, and that's the same thing in Captain America Civil War. It was Tony Stark versus Steve Rogers, because they're both the de facto leaders of the Avengers, essentially. So, I would probably still go with Captain America, to be honest with you, because once Tony's suit breaks, what does he have? What does Iron Man have once his suit is broken? Let's be uh, honest. About a gajillion dollars. Yeah, well, let's, <laughs> let's throw a gajillion dollars at Thanos. Let's let's be like, uh, Thanos, make it rain on Thanos. Let's see what he does. Um, so here's the thing about Loki. Talk about Loki here for a minute. 
in the scene we were talking about a minute ago where you see him handing the Tesseract, which is an affinity stone, to someone off screen. We're assuming it's somebody, somebody involved with Thanos. It has to be. Because he has the, that stone. But was he always loyal to Thanos? Was he, or is it classic Loki only looking out for himself? Once again, you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok. So I have a different mindset about Loki than you you might have. Um, Without giving me spoilers. Give me your mind. I don't give a shit. I, Loki's Loki. always in it for himself. He always is. Yes. He's always in you it for himself. You don't need to see Thor Ragnarok to know that he's always about number one. If it He's got some great moments in Thor Ragnarok, but in the end, for the most part, he is always in it for himself. If when push comes to shove and there's no other way out, he's in it for himself. It doesn't if matter. If it benefits him... To be on the same side as Thor, his brother Thor, and the Avengers, then he's gonna do it. If it benefits him to be on the same side as Thanos and all his gang, then he's gonna do that too. God, I just want you to go see Thor Loki, so badly. Loki like, is I going talk. to do. Loki is going to do what's best for Loki. He's always looking out for number one. Loki, do, you, Loki does Loki. Yes, that's what he does. You gotta respect that. He's a, I can't not. I cannot. I cannot not respect it. So. Um, one thing I wanted to uh, bring up: What did you think about the Thanos's look? Because it changed slightly from uh, we saw him at the end of Avengers One after the credits. It changed slightly. He's wearing a different set of armor to the point where he's basically wearing like a sleeveless vest. I don't know what you want to call it. He just went to GTL, I guess. Basically, yeah. Like he's he doesn't have the classic helmet. That he has in like the comic books that they put at the end of Avengers One. I heard some criticism from other people that they were like they don't they don't particularly like his look. He's he doesn't look like he's wearing for battle. He looks like it's like very casual look for him. And I didn't mind it as much, but I didn't know if you had any thoughts on it. The only thing I have to say about that, Josh Brolin, amazing actor. Yes, he is going to do. Great. He had a great he had a great narration in the trailer. Yes. In the trailer he, he had a fantastic there were what like it was Tony Stark had some narration. Was it just him and Thanos that had some narration? I can't remember. I can't remember if there's a third At person. At the very beginning they were like each, it was Tony. each Avenger had a line. Yeah, yeah. Like Nick Fury said something, Captain America said something. Black Widow. Black Widow said like but then when it got to the actual action like it wasn't halfway that. through right. like the rest of it was it him. Was just those two and the right. second like his voice, the second he started speaking you're like this is a being that is taking no shit. Like he is like what, it's it, it calls back to that idea that I had when Thanos first shows up and he comes out of the portal. He doesn't care about what's going on on Earth. He doesn't care about the Avengers. He's dismissive about them. To them, they're nothing but ants. To them, they're nothing but bugs for him to walk over. He just looks at him and is like, whatever. Like like he had he had that look. He didn't have much emotion on his face when dealing with them. Like he, we see uh, Tony in the Iron Man suit get punched down. By Thanos, we see him taking Spider-Man, like you said before, choke slamming him, and he, all, through it all, like dude, as like he doesn't seem like he has like he cares, like like these are just these are mere mortals to a god, essentially. I agree, and but I just can't get enough my love, my bromance for Josh Brolin. He, um, just recently we did a recap of Men in Black. We did a throwback cinema of Men yeah. in Black. Um, Josh Brolin was in Men in Black three. Where he played young K, which we talked about briefly. 
I uh, liked I liked Dr. Men in Black Three. I liked significantly better than Men in Black Two, but it wasn't better than Men in Black One, honestly. Yeah, but Men in Black Three, I enjoyed, especially Josh Brolin's character, where he was amazing playing a young Tommy Lee Jones, like being an actor, playing an actor, playing somebody. Like, I'm the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. Exactly. That's what he was doing. And it was so good. And then I just watched another movie recently, Hail Caesar. And it has, has Josh Brolin in it and George Clooney and Scarlett Johansson, Channing Tatum, Josh Gad. It was so good. And he was, of all that, that all-star cast, he's the one that stole the show. So I just love Josh Brolin and everything he does. And I just know he's going to kill it as Thanos. Oh, yeah. And uh, I love it. So f- as far as his look goes, I could care less. I, I don't. People get butthurt. Hardcore comic book nerds get butthurt because something is different than what they read in the comics or saw in the comics. And I don't give two shits about that. It is completely. It is based off of that idea. Well, I think people are very wary these days about those things because, uh. People want something new and original, but at the same time, they want their new and originality to be set in what they know about what. Like the only reason why these these movies, like I, I'm not gonna say the only reason why these movies are as good as they are, but the biggest reason why people love these movies is because it carkers back to some people's childhood, like reading these comic books and taking what they see they read as child, what they were. Some people were made fun of, and seeing it on the big screen, and these are so popular. Comic book fans and fans of these movies have become a lot wary, especially since Batman v Superman, where they completely fucked up Doomsday in that in that movie. They first of all they spoiled Doomsday, then they changed his character from what the comic book was and fucked up his design. So I think a lot of people, whenever they change the design of a character from what they like, when people loved the design of Thanos and at the Avengers because it looks like Thanos from the comic books. This Thanos at least like outfit wise and what he's wearing and sort of what he looks doesn't completely look like what he looked in the comic books, especially when everybody thinks they already did it right in the first Avengers. So a lot of people are like, are they going to fuck it up? Are they going to doomsday this? Like, are they going to Batman v Superman this with Thanos? Like we want to love this movie. I don't want that to happen. When you compare Walt Disney's Marvel cinematic universe to the DC films, it's like comparing apples to kangaroos. I mean, there's nothing. It is, but they're both superhero franchises. They both have villains that people have been waiting to see on big screen that have had their looks changed uh, for whatever perspective that people are doing it. So I think people are, I think people have a right to be wary. I'm not worried about it, but I think people that are hardcore about it have a right to be a little concerned that they're going to screw it up. They're going to screw up the design and what he's about. Fucking Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. We're X-Men, for crying out loud, that just happened to be part of the Avengers. But that's not a... And they had to change that. Yeah, they had to change that. That's not a design choice. It was a legality because they could not get the rights of X-Men from Fox. That's That's not the same as a design choice by deciding to change the design of a character. You know, that's it's not the same thing, so... I'm just saying... I know, Because they had to change it. They did. And it fucking worked. But it they didn't. Worked. But they didn't have to change Thanos. They chose to do that. I'm fine with change. I'm, I'm, it's like I said. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. But I'm just saying. I can understand why some hardcore fans are not concerned, but they're a little worried about making sure that it's done right. So, <clears throat> who knows? 
I know we're all looking forward to it. I myself, as you can see, we've gone 45 minutes talking about this Can't one wait. trailer. Can't wait. We cannot wait for it. We will probably be discussing it more down the road. I know a second trailer is going to be released. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I'm going to watch any more trailers. No more trailers for this movie because they spoiled things in Thor Ragnarok. Trailers these days have a tendency to spoil a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I honestly may just not watch another trailer for this movie until it comes out. I really, I really might not. I've, I'm super hyped for it as of now from this one from this one trailer. It might be enough to make me last because, like I said, in a couple months we got Black Panther. In two weeks we've got the next Star Wars movie. Like I'm, I'm set. I don't need to see any other trailers. So. And we've got that Olson. Oh yeah, that Olson. So you know what I did see recently? I don't know if you saw it. I saw the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I saw it. Did you? I finally watched it. What did I can't remember if we talked about it or not. What did you think of it? Did I you enjoy it. it? I enjoyed it. I I want to see more though. <laughs> I want this universe to continue forever and I know unfortunately it's not going to. But I, I, my it's one of the it's one of these films that it could be a shit movie and my love for the franchise is just all encompassing that it makes me like a shit film, a standalone shit film even a little more than I should because it's a part of a thing that I love. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides was was terrible. Oh, it was horrible. The mermaids and shit. That was a bad film. This movie was better than that. It was. Um, was it better than Curse of the Black Pearl? No. Fucking no. The Curse of the Black Pearl is an, an amazing picture. And I would put that up there against a lot of movies. But... I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was good. I, was I you know what? I I agree. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. There was a lot of plot holes in this movie though that are almost unacceptable, but I still enjoyed it. I think one of the biggest plot holes and my sister pointed this out too because we watched it together. We were like, "Why does uh Captain Sparrow giving away the compass that points to your heart's desire?" shatter the rocks to free uh, Captain Salazar's ship. What does those two things have in common? Apparently, it was a part of the prophecy. (laughs) Do we know why that was a part of the prophecy? No, we don't. But that was... You you plugged a hole? Now let me poke another hole in that for you because we've seen throughout the original trilogy Johnny Depp lose or give away that compass many times. Why didn't none of those times all of a sudden... He's never given it away. The monkey has been taking it. That damn monkey. He gave it, a, he, he gave it away to... Uh, 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 Gibbs. Yeah. He did give it to Gibbs. He gave it away. You're fucking right. He gave it away. He gave it to Gibbs. And it, to Salazar it, didn't... Yeah. To, gave, to track him. To track him, he yeah. He gave it to Gibbs on the island so Gibbs could find where he was. Yeah. He gave it away. How does what exactly? Maybe because he gave it to Gibbs, he just he didn't let him keep it. He just nope relevant relevant because the second. How do you know? How do you know? Well, because for example, like in in this movie, Dead Man Tell Tell Tales, he didn't complete the transaction. He said, "How about a barter?" And he puts down the compass. The second he puts down the compass, the rumbling starts happening. The fucking rock shatters. It's not like he put down the compass and traded the thing with the intention of getting it back later. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh. Like later on, it did it. No, the second he put it down to trade for rum, 
rock shattered. He definitely has an alcoholism problem. If you're, <laughs> he was that was he was really drunk at the beginning of the bank high scene. I thought that was really, I I had a good laugh. The bank that scene. scene was good. What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> I'm robbing the bank. <laughs> As as these English soldiers are pointing rifles <laughs> at him, yeah, he remembered. Oh, Rob the Mac. Yeah, it. It's great. There's just a lot of glaring plot holes in this movie. Like, here's the here's the biggest plot hole, biggest the biggest problem that I have with this movie that makes it so unbelievable. Why is Turner and the Flying Dutchman turning into what Davy Jones's Flying Dutchman was? Why is it? Growing, why is he growing shit on his face? Why is a Dutchman not a pure boat anymore? What is going on? Why the fuck was he cursed? You remember that? That was basically the basis of the entire story. When he stabbed, when Will Turner stabbed Davy Jones' heart in uh, at World's End, and he became the captain yes. of the Flying Dutchman. You first saw him. He looked like just a regular pirate with a regular crew after on ten a regular years. Ship. After ten years, you because, saw him like that. Yeah, because they said, oh. He was only cursed because he wasn't ferrying the dead. Yes. He wasn't doing his job, what he was supposed to do. So as long as Will was keeping up with his job, then he'd be all right. But you did. He he didn't look anywhere near as bad as Davy Jones. But you could tell that he was going down that maybe path. Maybe he just, I don't know, maybe fucking slept in a few times, missed a few. He's, uh, he's, he's an immortal. He's basically, he doesn't need to sleep, period. Like, it, it made it made zero sense. It was basically the writers couldn't figure out how to get Will's son involved and Will Turner involved in the movies anymore to the point where they just made something up. It made no sense. And then the fact that, like, for example, whenever his son, the whole point is his son rows out and then puts rocks in a sack and throws it overboard so he sinks down to where the uh, the Flying Dutchman is and then it surfaces and Will comes out and is like, you, you need to leave me alone. I'm cursed. You need to leave me alone. And then you hear, like, the voices in the background of, like, the crew, like, rousing and stuff like that. And Will has this worried look on his face like, you need to leave. They know you're here and stuff like that. He's captain of the Flying fucking Dutchman. Why is he worried about his crew? Well, we saw what the crew was. They're the same crew that Davy Jones had. They were kind of, they were pretty much scallywags, man. They. But he's captain of the ship. He's captain of the Flying Dutchman. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It's more of guidelines. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, it was. It. Those are two plot points. I cannot stand because they made no sense, and they was basically writers ex- just making it up. To, for an excuse to continue the story. They could not figure out a way to make it work or to figure out a way to make it work. So the Poseidon trident was destroyed. Therefore, all <coughs> magic now all is curses. All, all curses are broken. All, curses. all the curses of the sea are broken. Okay. So that's... And you see... The after credits. Spoilers! If you've not seen this movie, we're going to spoil it. I don't give a shit because I want to talk about this too. The At the after, after credits... credits we see Will returning back to Keira Lightney. Fantastic. Dying piece. Thank you very much. Uh, we see him re- returning to Keira Knightley. They have, obviously, a night of passionate lovemaking. They are both spent and laying in their bed. <laughs> and and Three times, Will? <laughs> that didn't I'm happen s- in the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We see that. We see that. Um, 
there is like a quote unquote dream sequence that is not a dream sequence where somebody walks into their bedroom. It's Davy Jones. Let's fuck it. Let's just say it. It's Davy Jones. Because you see his claw, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he wakes up and you don't see it. And so Will thinks, oh, it's just a nightmare. But then the camera pans down. And you see barnacles on the floor and shit like that from when Davy Jones is like, there. Like a line of wet. Yeah, like, line yeah. of water. Just, uh-huh. just wetness. Like, yeah. He's dead. He wasn't. He wasn't cursed somewhere. He was killed. Death is not a curse. He was killed. That is once again just another excuse to bring back an old love character. <sighs> he was a great villain. He was a great villain, but he's dead. His villainy is done. He was a villain for two movies. He's done. All right. I love. I you can bring in great new great villains. Okay. I love Javier Bardem. He's a fantastic actor. He made a fantastic villain for Jack Sparrow, Captain Salazar. That was a fan. And you know what? It was a one-off villain. He's not going to... I don't think he's going to come back in another movie, but he made a great film. You can bring in new great villains for new great stories. I'll tell you who I'd like to see is another plot hole. Well, maybe not... It's just a question that hasn't been answered yet. Calypso the Sea Witch. We saw her be set free three, two, two, three films ago. And everybody was so worried. Oh, you release her, and she what the fuck happened to her? Where's yeah. she been? Where's she, she? She ain't done nothing. Does she not have her magic powers anymore now that the Poseidon Trident is broken, or is she still a witch? Here's the other thing. We don't are know. There, we don't are know. there are, are there other gods now? Does Ares a god? Is Zeus a god? Like, I mean, come on. Like, what what's going on with those things? I know it doesn't matter because it's on the sea. But let's be honest. I also, and I just thought of this. This is another point that I hated. How is it that Captain Barbosa knew how to free the fucking Black Pearl? How did he know how to do it? Because. How did he know? Because he had Blackbeard's sword. And he was the captain of the Queen Anne's Revenge after Blackbeard was killed. So he probably figured it out or asked some of the other crews. He's fucking Captain Barbosa, he's he's um, he stabs the bottle the black pearls in, and he and he says some weird fucking magic words or whatever kind of bullshit, and he's like, and it starts growing and it breaks out of the bottle and shit like that, and he throws Johnny throws it on the ground and it grows to a certain height and then it's done and Barbosa storms past like she needs the water and just throws it in the water. It's like you don't know, you don't know what's going on, you can't be certain. Okay. How weird was the wedding scene? How bizarre was the was the wedding scene? Which wedding? Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot oh, about that. Yeah, dude, dude. <laughs> I love that scene was, so much. I was like, this is this is so weird. They were like a cult, so unnecessary. But I love every yeah. minute of this. They were like a cult, and they were doing a wedding scene in like the bones of a whale or some <laughs> yeah. shit like that. Like it was, it was insanity. So it was so weird. I was like, I watched it with Kristen, and we're both like. What the fuck's happening right now? How does this have any relevance for the story? Like, it has no zero relevance at all, but it's incredible. I can't take my eyes off of it. <laughs> yeah, it was that, It was a great scene. Johnny Depp uh, character, get they get captured, essentially, and Johnny gets, or Captain Sparrow, is being forced to marry this person he's wronged in the past, sister, who's like, I think it was like him dressed up in like a dress, honestly. Uh, uh- was it was it Johnny Depp dressed up as a dress? No, I uh, the other dude. Like, oh, okay. The, the other dude. I, I don't think it was, but I think they just used a lot of makeup to make a woman look really horrible, but it was like that. 
Like John, like Captain is like, like I got scabies. Like you don't want to marry me. Like oh, I got scabies too. <laughs> like yeah. it's, he's like oh, <laughs> like, it was it was a great scene. It was so funny. I'm getting sick and tired, though, in these uh, movies of this, like, back-and-forth rivalry between Barbosa and uh, Jack Sparrow. I'm getting a little tired of it because, like, all right, we already know. It's the same storyline over and over again. Barbosa has a ship or a fleet. He captures Jack Sparrow, who has nothing. He ties him up. Jack Sparrow finds a way out of it. And in the end, they have to work together to stop the bad guy. It's like, it's the same story over and over and over again to the point where I'm like... You guys are like brothers. Come on, get get the fuck over it. Like, they were like brothers. They still are though. They, like that's the thing. They do. They yeah. <clears throat> Is Barbosa dead? Spoilers. No. Here's why. They're gonna bring him back again. They brought they him back. To. They brought him back before. They're gonna bring him back again. Okay. The the woman was a for whatever reason. This this woman that was the love interest for Will Turner's son uh, was Barbosa's daughter. A strange daughter. A strange yeah. daughter that he left in like an orphanage or some shit like that. And somehow he had this tattoo on his arm that was the same design on this journal that he left for her or whatever kind of BS. Like, did he, did he write the journal? I think so. Then... How did he it, not know that? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I think he did eventually. Like, I think he did realize. Well, like he's like the whole journal. Used the jur- to have a jewel. Right? The journal explains to follow the stars, and whenever she takes the wheel and is like, "We have to follow the stars," he's like, "Oh, nonsense!" And blah blah, like like blah this and then the other thing. Like, like he thought it was nonsense, basically, like following the stars and shit like that. It's like you wrote about it then. Like, what the hell? You knew. You know where Poseidon's trident is. Why you? You wrote about it. Why do you need the fucking diary? You wrote about it. Why are you going to go make a deal with Salazar? You know where the fucking Trident is. I don't know. Can't wait for the next one. It was an entertaining movie. It was entertaining. There's just It's just the two plot holes that I find unacceptable. The curse at the beginning and Salazar's release. Unacceptable. Besides that, good movie. Not bad. Disney does it again. Well, they like I said, those are two extremely, extremely big plot holes. Scott, yes, sir, and Jordy, tell us how the people can get a hold of for your distraction. All right. Well, if you want to get a hold of for your distraction, you can send us an email. www dot wait for your distraction <laughs> at <Scott>. gmail dot com. <laughs> For your distraction at gmail.com. distraction at gmail.com. A part of the World Wide Web, if that if that exists tomorrow. But that's a whole other podcast. That's yeah, that's the hint for what I do want to talk about. But anyway, yes. We'll talk about that next week. We're out of time. Out of time. So if you want to listen to For Your Distraction, there's a whole bunch of different ways. You can find us on SoundCloud by searching For Your Distraction. You can subscribe to us on there. You can also listen to us on iTunes for all you Apple peeps by searching for For Your Distraction and following us on there. You can also rate us or write us a little review. You can find us on our social medias. We are on Facebook. You can search for For Your Distraction. Um, follow us there. You 
can tweet us at podcast FYD on Twitter. Search for Four Year Distraction on Twitter. Post all kinds of stuff on those two things. I do anyway. You're kind of getting away from the social media thing. Not on purpose. I'm as wait. I talk about it every episode. I'm back in school, so I'm a busy, busy beaver. So let's give a shout out to the beer of the show. Adam. Yes, the Crimson Cloak from the Stone Church Pizza House and Brew Pub and Hermitage, PA. Good beer. Good beer. We drank good beer, it up, friend. It's yes, good we beer. did. Yes, we did. So what else is going on? That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. We'll save everything else for another show. Okay. I got I got I got I got the cranks turning in my head. I got the, the wheels rolling. Gosh. You know, I got lots of things I want to bring up. But you know what? The show is only an hour long. It's only we, can an only, hour. we can only fit so much. And that Avenger trailer just blew our minds, so we needed to discuss that in nauseum. So So thanks everybody for tuning in and we will talk to you guys later.